I take refuge in the fact that this podcast contains adult language. I take refuge in the fact that this podcast contains mature situations. I take refuge in the fact that this podcast contains Chinese story adaptations. I take refuge in the fact that this podcast contains cowboy womanizers. I take refuge in the fact that this podcast contains yokai. I take refuge in the fact that this podcast contains transforming jeeps. I take refuge in the fact that this podcast contains chain-smoking zanzos. I take refuge in the fact that this podcast contains monkey kings. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 111. How the hell does a chain-smoking Buddhist monk become a Sanzo? Hello and welcome to another episode of Spark and Manga View. I'm your host, Zan. How you doing today? Pretty good, I'm hoping. Yes, again, it is Solamente Mio. Only me today. Sorry, no co-host, no Timbo, no Cal, no Deke, no Belchan, no Hope, no Ash, no Corrado, no Fight Bait, no one but me. Yes, only me. Now, for those of you who join us for the first time, welcome. Spark inside that provides information reviews about... Well, it depends on what podcast you're listening to. You're listening to the manga podcast, so we review and talk about manga. Every episode, we'll discuss a manga, give you some information about it, and inform you enough so that you're able to make the decision of if you want to read this or not, not based solely on what the jacket copy says. You don't have to read anything we say, but I've heard we're a little informative, and to top it off, we're free, so you don't have to pay to listen to us. Well, you do have to pay for the device you're going to listen to us on, but besides that, nothing else, so hey. That works pretty well. We're on iTunes. You can check us out at our website, www.spyrokin.com. You can check us out on Facebook under the Spyrokin Manga Review Group or Spyrokin Movie Review Group, our other podcast. You can also email us, spyrokin at gmail.com or zan at spyrokin.com. You can check us out on Twitter under Spyrokin. And if you want to check out our forum, the website is now http colon slash slash spyrokin dot dark bb dot com. That's S P I R A. K-N dot D-A-R-K-B-B dot com. And you can join the forum and bullshit with all of us, from Zan to Cal to Deke to everybody. Surprisingly, Big Rick is still on there. Where the fuck are you, Big Rick? Come on, we've been waiting for you. Come on, we want to 
talk to you about weird shit on the forum. So, also before I forget, you can also leave us a voicemail at 206-350-8462. That again is 206-350-8462. Leave us a voicemail, we will play it on air. And actually we got a lot to do today. Because there's a lot of stuff going on and, well, I'm running out of time to do it. And yes, this episode will be released on time. It's a miracle. I'm actually releasing it. Well, within a day of when it's supposed to be released. But still, it's on time. It's a miracle. I'm on time. I'm good. We're finished. Yay! There's nothing which is going to be impeding me because actually I have off tomorrow so I can release it. Either way. Going a little insane. Now, you're here to hear about interesting things about manga and whatnot. And we're here to tell you about it. But first, we actually have a couple things including news. Yes, we have some manga news. A bunch of stuff actually. So, cue that music right now. So... First off in our news item is a big one. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know we've been talking about the whole scanlation issue, where a lot of publishers and writers are saying, we don't want scanlators because they're stealing our work, blah, blah, blah. So, we've just discovered, well, actually a week ago, that 37 Japanese publishers are collaborating to set up a joint portal site for North American fans. And they're tentatively calling it the J-Manga Portal Site. And what's going to happen is it'll actually... Do- digitally distribute mangas whose rights are held by each of these companies. So you have Shuisha involved, you have Shogakukan involved, Kodansha, Kodakawa Shoten, Akira Shoten, and a bunch of other sites. And the beta should be up by March. So this is pretty cool. They're not saying exactly what things are going to be up there, but it's going to be distributing free manga periodically, and it's going to give information about the different mangas from the publishers. So this actually will be really good for, say, a manga podcast like this one you're listening to right now, but it should be pretty fun and pretty cool. I hope that the beta is done soon and I can check it out. Hopefully a lot of it's free, a lot of the older stuff, because I don't want to have to pay for old shit like Hakuto no Ken or any other of these weird, weird, really obscure titles, which I can't think of at the moment. But, hey, we'll see what happens. Now, the next one is a little bit different. Now, there is an English project for Say Hello to Blackjack, which is about Blackjack when he's younger even though it really doesn't work out too well because I thought it'd be a little bit different. But either way, so what happened is that Nico Nico Sega, who created a popular streaming site, they streamlined as a slideshow different manga, they're going to be doing the English version of Say Hello to Blackjack, which is pretty cool. And it started on October 26th, and they've been asking for volunteer English translators for this manga, but he posted the first couple of chapters, so it's pretty cool. It's worth checking out, and the website, if you look online, you'll find it. I think the website, if I remember correctly, is going to be, uh, actually, I, it's like nikoniko.com, I think. So you can check it out there and tell me what you think about it. it. looks pretty cool. I definitely want to check it out. I know I'm saying PC again, but anyway, doesn't matter. That was the information there. Now, next one is a little bit more meh. Now, if you remember back to episode 91, I think... I reviewed a series about skateboarding. Well, actually, it was using air gears. Yes, we're talking about air gears. So, once, well, let me actually get the exact title up. It's going to drive me fucking crazy. It was episode 93. Either way. So, episode 93, I reviewed air gears, and they're now telling us that if you get the new volume 31 of air gears, it's going to be bundled with, well, the new series of Air Gears, which is kind of cool, which is Trick 2. That's pretty awesome. I like that. You're going to get manga and DVD, and this is going to be released by Delray. 
well, they're no longer Delray, they are, I think, Shogakukin or whatever, the Cardancha, I don't know what they're calling themselves anymore. Who knows, who cares, but you're getting a free DVD with the manga at no additional cost, so that's pretty cool. Okay, next one is, well, Viz has decided to actually pick up and release the unedited version of Tango Tenge, which was reviewed all the fuck back in episode 7 of the Spyrokin Manga Review. All the way back in the first, well, in the first aughts of this podcast, I reviewed Tango Tenge, and I hated it because it was so edited. Like, the first volume in CMK's release was so bad. It was, like, 10 pages. When, when it was in actuality in Japan, like... 26 pages. So, they are releasing an unedited version, which is pretty cool, and it's going to be a two-in-one volume. So, you're paying for a double-sized manga, and that's pretty cool. So, at least we're going to get the violence, no-hold-barred stuff, so I may have to check that out and raise up my rating, because it wasn't that bad, even though the opening sequence had a rape scene in it, but still, it was pretty fucking cool. (sighs) And that's it right now for our manga news. I do have one anime news, and I just want to geek out about something. So we'll get into the anime news right now. Now, for anime news, well, one of these movies that actually I saw at the New York Comic Con is going to be nominated for an Oscar. Yes, another anime is going to be released for the an Oscar. And what is that? Summer Wars. And this is going to be released by Funimation, and the movie was, well, I only saw like 10 minutes of it because I had to sneak in and sneak out. It looks really cool, and everyone's saying it's a great, great movie. I definitely have to get this either on a torrent or I have to wait for it legitimately to come out in theaters. It's supposed to come out in theaters December, and I will pay to see this in theaters because it looks pretty cool. Even though, that's kind of weird though, don't you admit? It's a movie called Summer Wars, yet you're releasing it in winter. Where the fuck's the logic in that? I don't know. So, either way, it's being submitted among the following films, which are going to be Alpha and Omega... Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore, Despicable Me, The Dreams of Jinsha, How to Train Your Dragon, Idiots and Angels, The Illusionist, wait, wasn't The Illusionist a movie with Edward Norton? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul, which looks retarded, Megamind, My Dog Tulip, Shrek Forever After, Summer Wars as we just said, Tangled, Tinkerbell and the Great Fairy Rescue and Toy Story 3. Now, surprisingly, Ava was not nominated, neither was any of the other stuff, especially Borrowers. I was surprised that Miyazaki stuff wasn't nominated, but oh well. Now, honestly, we know Toy Story 3 is going to win because they like that shit and they won't give an anime a second thought, but I think that this has a chance of winning a bunch of awards. I hope it does. I really do. At least if they show it, if it's shown among the top eight films, that would be awesome. These are summer Wars, I would be happy. As long as it makes it to that, you know, the top eight. So, we'll see what happens. I, I really hope Summer War makes it. But, uh, alright. Now that anime news is done, now to get into the fun part. Yes, what do I mean by fun? I am talking about the Green Lantern trailer. Yes, I know I could talk about all the other things that are going on, including the fact that I have GoldenEye, Wii, and I've been killing a lot of people's odd job, and I've been just going crazy and how difficult it is, but I'm going to save that for when one of my co-hosts is on, because I want to talk about it after playing it for an hour. But, the Green Lantern trailer came out, finally. After, I don't know how long I've been waiting for this movie, a long time, because, actually, those of you who don't know, 
there aren't a lot of series I do follow. I do read comics. I've loved comics since I was a kid, but there's only a few characters I actually will follow. And one of them is Green Lantern. Now, I like Hal Jordan. I really liked it when they introduced Kyle Rayner. And I have nothing but utter contempt for Jon Stewart. Now, a bunch of my fans are like, Why do you hate Jon Stewart for? He's just Black Lantern. You don't hate him because he's black. I'm like, no. I don't like him because I think he's a really shitty character. I mean, originally, he was, I'm the goody two-shoes douchebag. I'll listen to anything that everyone says. And then he was, well, I'm going to do better because I'm this and I'm that. And I'm an architect and I'm a marine and I'm this and I'm that. And then it's, oh, we're going to put him in the animated series because he's, you know, it's... I don't like Jon Stewart. I don't like his character. I don't find him interesting. I don't want to see a architect Green Lantern. I like the fact that Hal Jordan was a fly at the seat of his pants, you know, go crazy. And then Kyle was an artist, so his stuff was artistic. And Guy, well, Guy is just... I like the fact that Batman beat the shit out of him in one punch. I found it hysterical. He was a comic relief guy. But... This movie centering around Hal Jordan is being starring Rod Reynolds, and to be honest with you, I really dug the trailer. Now, even though that the last scene when you see him actually for the first time in front of it, assuming that's Pie Face, and I know it's a racist statement, but that's what his nickname is, but when he turns into green, his Green Lantern uniform, he looks really fake. That's the only time he looks fake. The rest of the time, he looks pretty damn good. I mean, when you see him, he's doing the ring, ring looks cool. When he's fighting Hector Hammond, he looks cool. When you see Sinestro, he looks cool. Tamare looks cool. Kilowog looks cool. Abinsur's ship looks really cool. Uh, Hector Hammond all mutated looks really awesome. I'm digging this movie. And that's not just me as a geek. I mean, I'm digging this movie. I want to see where this goes. And as usual, I am wearing my Green Lantern ring. If you see on the New York Comic Con pictures, I have my New York my Green Lantern shirt and my Green Lantern ring on so you know I'm a Green Lantern fan hopefully this is really cool hopefully there will be sequels and hopefully there's a cameo by Kyle or Guy or even Jon Stewart I'll give Jon Stewart the benefit of the doubt in the movie if he's referenced I'll give him that I just don't think the movie should have revolved around Jon Stewart but either way getting off topic rambling for a little bit so you're not here to listen to me ramble about Green Lantern even though it is technically a manga because it is based on a comic book but no we're here to talk about well you know what we're t- you're talking about. We're talking about manga! Yes, manga. And so, let's get on with it, shall we? So, if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, if you're able to finish it to the end, because I know it was a fucking long podcast, but I spun the wheel of manga, and it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing a very, well, strange property. Now, this manga is interesting because of the fact that they couldn't tell a story in one series. So... They released a second series. And then that didn't work out. So they released a third series. And then a fourth series. And now they're up to the fifth series. And there's three animes and two anime films. And a video game. I mean, how is it that they're not able to finish it in one story? Well, we don't really know. Because, in fact, this is based on a very famous Chinese novel. Called Journey to the West. Jin. Yes, and no, we're not talking about Dragon Ball. That was back in episode 70. I know. There are many stories based on Journey to the West. Now, for those who don't know, Journey to the West is an ancient Chinese scripture. It's a hunter-chapter story, which is about... Well, there's a bunch of little stories about it, but there's a main character named Sun Goku, and a Buddhist monk, and several other characters who are going to the West. 
And I could really get into the whole concept of Journey to the West, but it's really long, and the fact is that it's kind of boring to get into it because it's a little bit dry. But this has been adapted several times in a series called Monkey Magic, and more popularly in Dragon Ball. I mean, Son Goku, Son Goku, it kind of makes sense, right? Also was in a couple of live-action movies, including uh, The Last Empire, a very cool movie which I happen to enjoy. I'm one of the few people who likes it, but again, getting off topic. So... This is really loosely based on it. They've taken a lot of liberties to it, and it takes place in a time which makes no sense. It seems like it's the past, but it's actually the future, present, because you have cars and cigarettes and guns and booze, but it's very past-like. There's no airplanes, so go figure. It's like Naruto level of parallel dimension. Either way. So, this manga, the original manga, not any of the sequels, released 1990. 7 to 2002, so there's 9 volumes. It was originally released in G Fantasy Magazine and released by, well, published by Enix. Over there and over here, it's been picked up by Tokyo Pop and infinite amount of other companies. I think currently Delray has the property. I'm not entirely sure. And it was written by Kazuya Minekura, who has done just this, really. Nothing else. And this is an adventure fantasy series. And what am I talking about? I am talking about Gensomaden Seiyuki, or as we know it over here, Seiyuki. And let's hear the applause. Yes. So, this is a really loose adaptation to Journey to the West. It actually opens up with our main character, Kenjo Sanzo, talking with this guy he finds in a cage. This weird guy, and he's like, Will you just shut up? I heard you calling me. And he pretty much takes this and walks away with him and frees him from his bondage and they go off together and this is the beginning of this long odyssey now this series is like I said an alternate past present future Gili and it's about Genjo Sanzo who has been tasked by three aspects of Budo as we'll call them the Sanbutsushin he's been passed to they've told him that look something really weird is going on for the last 200 years, yokai and humans have gotten along pretty well. I mean, we've had the the average monster come out and freak out, but most likely the yokai and humans have been getting along peacefully. And about a week ago, there was a huge wave which happened. And this wave has caused all the yokai on the planet to go completely batshit crazy. So, Genjo, we want you to investigate this wave and find out what the fuck happened and stop it and make things a little bit better again. And since there's a couple of people who haven't been affected, a couple of yokai, four of them, and we want you to assist and them to help you out. And you've worked with them so you know what you're doing. And Genjo, being the absolute prick that he was, kind of says, fine, I'll fucking do it. Now, Genjo is a monk. He is the Sanzo, the Genjo Sanzo. And Sanzo is like the highest echelon of Buddhist Parthenon or hierarchy. So he is very, very powerful and a lot of Buddhists like him. Because he's supposed to be this very, he's like Pope level of, of religious power. He's supposed to be like really, he's supposed to be able to talk to God. And like you saw, he spoke to the three aspects of Buddha. So he has power. But he's not really a good Buddhist. I mean, he eats meat, he drinks, he smokes Marlboros, and he uses a magnum. 
Later on he uses like a Glock, but first he uses a Magnum and he kills, he kills things. He's not a good Buddhist. He's actually a really bastard of a guy. He's a prick. But he's a pretty cool anti-hero. He's not bad. And he's the main protagonist of this show. And then you have his three assistants, and each one has their own little niches. And the first one is the one we saw in the prologue, which is... The Monkey King himself, Son Goku. And he looks like a kid, and he's actually like 600 years old. But he doesn't act like a 600 year old. He acts like a stereotypical... Well, monkey. Jumps around, he's very energetic, he laughs, he eats a lot. I'm surprised he doesn't throw his own poop. Actually, I would see him do that, but he loves to fight. He's typically like every incarnation of Son Goku there is in every single comic. From Monkey Magic to... Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, to, um... There's another series called Journey of the West, which it's the same thing. Someone who likes to fight, likes to have fun, and he has his Nyombo. Yes, his Power Pole. That is his weapon, and he is completely badass when he fights. No one can really beat him. And something that's interesting about him is that he has a diadem on his head. A diadem is essentially a crown. And the crown is his limiter, because he is half yokai. So what happens is that as long as he has a DDM in his head, he's perfectly nice, perfectly jovial, and he has control over himself. But if you take the DDM off his head, he goes batshit crazy, or monkey shit crazy, and he will kill anything. Friend, foe, child, adult, yokai, and he's almost indestructible, and he heals instantly. So he's pretty fucking powerful. Like, he is the most powerful of the group, but he acts very childish, and he constantly is fighting with this other character named Sha Gujo. Now, Gujo is a womanizing, alcoholic, half-kappa. He's a very handsome guy with this scythe weapon, and he's pretty handsome, and he constantly is fighting with Son Goku. And it's kind of funny, because at one point, they have decided that they have to travel through the mountains. Because it's the story is essentially them going from point A to point B, and all the adventures that happen during this time. And as they're traveling, they have to go through the mountains, and their main method of transportation can't be used in the mountains because it's so rock-light and hard. So they all decide that they're going to take turns every 10,000 steps. Every 10,000 steps, we will switch off. And so they do this by doing John Kenpo, rock, paper, scissors. And all of them constantly know because it's like you got Son Goku who's ready to play and he's like, come on, you know, um, he's, they're getting ready to go and they're thinking, yeah, Goku's gonna throw a rock, Goku's gonna throw a rock, Goku's gonna throw a rock, and Goku's like, come on, rock, you never failed me yet! <laughs> and he's constantly losing, and Sha Gojo is constantly making fun of him. My point was that they're very antagonistic, but they're they're friends. They're really good friends, so it's kind of that love-hate relationship which makes this show interesting. And then finally, you have Cho Hakai, who is a human who turned into a demon yokai, and his ability is really... He's able to use his spirit energies in weird and unique ways. Essentially, he is their mage. He can heal. He can throw up barriers. He can shoot out energy. And he... Long time ago, he was a murderer. So he went bat, uh, He went crazy and killed a bunch of people. So he has that evil side and he has a good side. And he's the second most powerful. Like, he could right now, with the diadem on, he could take Son Goku out. But... He's taking this vow of being nice and peaceful. And then there's his best friend, who is a dragon. 
And this dragon is little. He's about the size of maybe... Think of a good size. Maybe he's about two feet tall. And he turns into a jeep. I know, I know, like I said, this is really weird. It takes place in a weird time. And so they're on their way to the, the west to, well, presumably India, to find out what's going on, what caused this evil wave. And what it was is that this yokai is trying to resurrect his father, who's Gyomiao, the ox demon king, who wanted to destroy humans and rule, typically, and he got killed. So his son is trying to resurrect him, and that's really it. They're trying to get there and stop Gilmao's resurrection, and they're trying to get from point A to point B. And the first volume covers a lot of little things. Like, the first times it just shows the characters really just showcasing their powers in a little story. And we also found out that the yokai are after Sanzo. Not just to stop him. There's a rumor that if you drink Sanzo's blood and eat his meat... Get your brain out of the gutters, boys and girls. What I mean is that if they consume his flesh and they drink of his blood, there's rumors that they'll become immortal and stay young forever. So they're trying to kill him for that. And also there's the fact that Sanzo also has the holy scriptures on his person. They're actually wrapped around his clothes. They look like scroll uh, robes, but they're actually sacred scriptures. And that shows how powerful he is, because most other Sanzos, they had one, maybe two. He has all five on him, and that's like his ultimate attack. If the demon is kicking their ass, he suddenly says some of the scriptures, and the scriptures will wrap around them and kill them. It's pretty cool. And that's the first story, just them showcasing the main characters. And then it goes on to a situation where they end up in this town, which used to be really nice and really cool, and suddenly... All the yokai went crazy and everyone got killed. And they end up staying with this girl who has become hateful and distrustful of yokais because they killed her brother. And she doesn't realize that Son Goku, Gyojo, and Hakai are all yokai. So she's all hateful and angry. And some of the yokai come, evil yokai come to get Sanzo and kill them. And it's kind of funny because you see that it shows how cool and interesting they are. Like the first one is, first one shows up to get Sanzo, and Sanzo pulls out his gun and shoots him in the face. Then it shows in the next room, it shows this one girl who's in the town who's flirting with him. She's an evil yokai. And she starts making out with Gyojo, and Gyojo's like, you know, you should put those nails away. They kind of scratch a little bit. And you see her nails have lengthened like she's going to stab him, and she looks at him like, wait, I thought that that you'd fall prey to my wiles because you're supposed to be uh, love manipulated by women. He just whacks her in the face, throws her across the room. Nah, I didn't trust you from the beginning. And he kicks her ass. Then he runs into the next room. The next room you see just guys obliterated and Hakai's like, yeah, well, I kind of figured this would have happened, so I stayed up. Then they go into, they just see uh, Yokai fly through two walls into the other side of the house, they look at Son Goku's room, his door's blasted open, and they see Goku like, what happened? I just had a weird dream. In his sleep, he's able to knock this guy across the room. And they end up fighting this huge spider yokai, you know, spider woman, and pretty much they win the day, and they 
are able to show the girl that not all yokai are evil. She should be nice to some of them. And yeah, things are going to get better for her and for everybody. And meanwhile, longer than that, the last story is about they end up at a Buddhist temple where you know these are they see that he's a Sanzo. They say you have to stay forever. Please, Sanzo Gojo, please stay with us. Everything will be fine. And they're like treating him like he's God, but they're being very. They're following the tenets of Buddha. They're not being very violent. They're not being mean. They don't eat any meat. They don't allow drinks. They don't allow women. They don't allow things. So this is essentially hell for Goku, Gojo, and Hakai because they're not allowed to do anything. Because Sanzo has to tell them that yeah, they're they're my servants to let them in. But all the monks are treating them like they're invalids because they can't do anything. Because one of them, this little boy, walks in to bring them their food and he sees that they're sitting there playing mahjong and they're smoking and he's like what the hell what are you doing how dare you Sanzo why are you letting them do that he's like I don't give a shit what they do and the yokai come to attack them and Sanzo tells his kid yeah if you want to follow Buddha just die it's nice to follow tenants but you can't live your life it's a very quite shattering of faith situation pretty different how they do it now the minus wave which is that huge wave which infected all the yokai in this area of Shangri-La with the, the Zirconia Shangri-La it was a combination of magic and science and when the cool thing is that it's, this universe has science like robots and artificial arms and things and I like that fact I like the fact that it is that mixture of science and magic and you're not supposed to have that because bad things will happen and I really dig this series. I'm, I like it a lot. It could be a little bit more concise. I still feel that it's a little bit overkill to have what was it? 17 volumes currently? Of different series besides the 9 initial volumes from Gensomada and Sayuki. It could have, they could have just simplified a lot more and they could have done a little bit different. They could have just fixed it and made it more streamlined but hey that's how he wants to do it That's, and I can respect that now it is a long series and that's to its detriment it's really long so if you want to invest in this series you better be willing to pay a pretty penny because like I said Tokyo Pop has a lot of it and I don't know who currently has it but I bought my first volume from Tokyo Pop and now art style I like it it's pretty well it's Femi I'm not going to lie. All the characters look like they could all be, be sh- shonen men who are all making out. I bet there's a lot of doujinshi about these guys having lots of anal sex together. Uh, there's a lot of Chinese names in it, which I like. I like that they kept that authenticity of it. And, well, besides the, the very feminine art style, I'm, I dig this series a lot. I can't really bash it too much. I mean, I, the thing is that I don't know if I ever told you guys this. I probably have in an earlier episode, but forgive me if I'm repeating myself. But I have a little bit of a passion for mythology. I enjoy reading about different myths. I like Greek mythology. I like Norse mythology, Egyptian mythology, old Indian mythology. I happen to enjoy it. I find it fascinating about different religions, about what they believed in all the little stories. I mean, some of it is just completely absurd, like the fact that the Babylonians thought that the universe was created because the first deity decided to, well, you know, split a dragon in half, and half the dragon became the sky, and the other half became the earth. And then Egyptians, one of their three creation stories is that Ra decided to masturbate into a pool, and his cum created humans. 
So, yeah. I know, it's like, what the fuck? But it's interesting how these different stories and little things here. And this is one of the big mythologies, Journey to the West. And it's always done very differently. Like, with Dragon Ball, it was an adventure story. This one's more of a fantasy alternate world. And I like being immersed in this interesting world because you find out all these little things about the world that make it more concrete and more more vivid than the Dragon Ball universe where you don't really go too far into it. It's just like, okay, Goku's going to go over here, fight the Red River Brigade. He's going to go over here and fight Evil King Piccolo. Then he's going to go over here and fight the Bear Man. Then he's going to go over here and the Saiyans show up. And it's like, bop, 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 bop. You don't really invest in it. I'd like to know more about the Capsule Corporation. Like, what makes the Capsules or the Capsule Corporation the Capsules, you know? That would have been interesting. But they don't go into that. Here it goes a little bit further into the whole mythology of the world and what's going on. Like, with why did Giao Mao hate humans so much? And why does all these characters have these different paths? Like, it's not, they're not one-dimensional characters. All of them have problems. Like I said, Hakai was formerly a mass murderer. And now he's doing penance because Senjo was supposed to kill him. And he said, you know what? Let's give Hakai finest penance. And then Son Goku, there's a reason why he was locked for 500 years under a mountain. He was a god who pretty much pissed off the other gods. And they said, yeah, this is your punishment. We're going to depower you and lock you up for a while and take away your memory. And then Shagyojo, he's a bastard. I mean, literally, he is half human, half demon, half yokai. And there's nowhere he can go where he's treated nicely. It's like Inuyasha. Inuyasha, he was... In the Inuyasha series, which we're going to get to eventually... He is completely belittled by his older brother, Sashomaru... Because of the fact that... Yeah, you're not a pure demon. You're just... You're, you're half. You're not yokai. You're Hanjo. And it's the same thing. He's a Hanjo and he's treated like shit. And he constantly acts the fool. He acts like... Oh, nothing bothers me. I'm going to make out and I'm going to smoke and I'm going to do this. But he's a very tortured soul. And even the villains, they have their good moments on it. Like, the fact is that there's a character, Dr. Ni Janai, who's one of the villains. She's a mad scientist who wants to help them restore King Gyomao, but she has other motivations, which I don't want to get into. I mean, Gyokuma and Koshuen, who is Gyomao's concubine, who's like, kind of hitting on the sun, so it's kind of creepy. It's like, hey, my my dad's dead. My stepmom's now hitting on me. I'm going to nail that. It's like, what the fuck? They're, are they having a relationship? What's going on? But, either way. Long story short. Long story short, long story short. This series is very intriguing. I haven't enjoyed it very much. Is it a super great series? No. Is it original? Not really. It's, uh... It has very superficial similarities to the original Journey to the West. So if you're looking for an adaptation of Journey to the West, this ain't it. I mean, the fact that they got guns and they have a car, kind of tell you that. It's just kind of some of the characters have the same names and there's some similarities. But not too much. But overall, this series just... It's intriguing. I like the fact that it's very involving and engaging. And there are issues with it. It's too long. I don't like the fact that there is no ending to it. I mean, this series should have had an ending. It should have just ended already. And it's just going on too fucking long. I mean, it's, like I said, it's 23 volumes and still coming out, and half of it was a flashback. 
And I usually have no problem with that, but this series, I would have thought you'd be doing something, but this is spawn levels of going in circles. It's just, I want to see something, some idea towards a conclusion. I mean, with Berserk, you know they're going someplace. It's taking forever, but it's going someplace. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, it's going someplace. Each story arc will end. This one, it's essentially just, let's keep going on this journey, and there's no end in sight. So, I mean, I may be missing it. Maybe I'm missing it. Tell me if I am. Zanitspirekin.com. Let me know what I'm missing. Cause, but I like the series. So I'm not going to shit on it. It's not going to get the highest rating. And I'm going to give it my... People are saying it's my customary rating. And that is our middle, our almost, per, almost really good, but kind of eh, our fourth rating. Which is going to be, borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky. It's enjoyable. I like it. But... I can't really invest into it. It's just too long. It's going to be there forever. Now, the video game, on the other hand, sucked. I'm not going to lie. It was shitty. It was strange. And to be honest with you, the only good thing was it came with a free voice CD. That was it. The game was atrocious and horrible. There is a multiplayer mode, but I don't recommend it. It was based on the second series, which is Sayuki Reload. And uh, that's all I'm going to say. If you want, check it out. If you don't agree with me, tell me why. <sighs> so, damn, 35 minutes. So this is only going to be like a 20-minute podcast, and I'm already fucking 30 minutes in. Damn, long time. So, either way, if you want to check us out, remember, www.spirekin.com is our website. Remember, you have to put in the www. It's not spirekin.com. I didn't pay for that. I just paid for the www.spirekin.com. So check it out there. You can check out all our former episodes. And remember, on Saturdays, we release our Sparkin movie review. We review different movies. I know we should do an anime review, but eh, we thought it would be a little bit different because we don't follow the trend too much. I mean, the fact is we use different gimmicks than other podcasts, and we're pretty original, I've heard. A lot of people like us. Some people think we're strange, but hey, it's their opinions, not ours. So without further ado... We should get into that part we've all remained for, and what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? Well, the Wheel of Manga is... A ten-slotted Wheel of Fortune, or prize wheel, however you want to use it. And what we've done is we've assigned ten manga to each of the spots in the Wheel of Manga. What we're going to do is we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number lands on, that's what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. See, that's our thing. Unlike other podcasts where they just walk into a store and say, Hey, we're going to pick something completely at random that looks pretty to us, and, you know, they're going to see something that catches their eye, we have a completely randomized system. Now, some of you are like saying, oh, how do we know you're not rigging it? Well, the fact is that it makes it more interesting for us if we don't know what we're going to review. I mean, Cal is still pissed off that he's reviewing a sports manga. That's one of the reasons why we haven't put him back on the show yet, because he's still frustrating and fighting to get on this manga and read Rookies. When he's done with it, we'll review it, and it should be good. But for right now, well, you're here to... Listen to what I'm reviewing in the next episode. Episode 112 of the Spark and Mong Review. Holy shit, 112. That's a fucking long time. So let's see what we're reviewing in the next episode. So let me spin the Wheel of Manga and see what it dictates under me. Number 10, which is... 
Oh. Well, have you been asking for this manga? Actually, so. In the next episode, I'm reviewing High School of the Dead. Should be interesting, I think. So, guess that's it for this episode. I mean, fuck. Reviewing High School of the Dead next episode, which you've been asking for. And, guess that's it. I mean, I've told you all the links you can check us out. You can also read our show notes. And, well, that's it for this episode. So, this is your host, Zahn, and I am Gonsville. I'll catch you next time. I'm inspired to remind you. Later. It's always a pleasure.